Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. A request for $50 million in aid for the migrants being bussed into D.C. I'm Dick Iuliano. How one of the most diverse schools in the region prepares for the school year. I'm John Doman. Good to have you with us this evening. It is midnight. WTOP. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. CBS News projects incumbent Congressman Jerry Nadler will win the Democratic primary to represent New York's 12th district in the House. Nadler defeated fellow incumbent Carolyn Maloney. This district does not belong to me or to my opponents for that matter. It belongs only to the voters of this district. The New Yorkers who get up every day and busy themselves with building a better, fairer city. Those New Yorkers get to choose who best represents the people and values of this city. And you know what? I think the voters made themselves clear tonight. The two 30-year veterans of the House had to go head-to-head when New York redrew its congressional map. The National Archives says documents that were in former President Trump's possession cannot be kept from the FBI. CBS News White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy has that. A letter sent by the head of the National Archives to a Trump lawyer in May makes clear that agency sees no way for Donald Trump to claim that his records are covered by executive privilege when it comes to the FBI. The acting archivist of the U.S. said in May that the Justice Department and she agree with the White House counsel's consent that the FBI should be able to assess whether any national security damage has been done by the storage of top secret documents at Donald Trump's private club. Russia says it will show no mercy in its response to the car bomb killing of Daria Dugina, the daughter of one of Vladimir Putin's top allies. Russia blames Ukraine for her death. CBS's Deborah Pata reports from Kiev. The explosion has punched a giant hole in Vladimir Putin's argument that his war is necessary to keep Russia safe. Dugin's father, Alexander Dugin, is a vocal supporter of that war. It's believed he was the intended target. No charges will be filed against the two white police officers whose encounter with a black man in Atlanta in 2020 led to his death. Police were responding to a call that Rayshard Brooks was sleeping in a car in the drive through lane of a Wendy's. Special Prosecutor Pete Skandalakis says the situation escalated when Brooks lunged and grabbed one of the officer's tasers during their arrest attempt. Roth committed no crimes. Both acted as reasonable officers would under the facts and circumstances of the events of that night. A former Louisville, Kentucky police detective has pleaded guilty to a federal charge of helping falsify the warrant that led to the deadly police raid at Breonna Taylor's apartment. Kelly Goodlett conspired with another detective to create a cover story when Taylor's 2020 shooting death by police began gaining national attention. This is CBS News. 75% of government agencies' cybersecurity programs are at risk or high risk due to significant security gaps and a lack of fundamental processes. RegScale can help by bringing your compliance programs into the modern era to proactively meet federal compliance requirements. RegScale helps government agencies achieve a continuous authorization to operate, simplifying complex, time-consuming processes with automation to help teams stay ahead of schedule. Learn more at RegScale.com. That's RegScale.com. Ready, set, RegScale. WTOP at 1203. 
Wednesday morning, midweek, August 24th, 2022. Clear and calm, very pleasant this overnight early morning. 60s and 70s for the low by daybreak. We're at 70 in our nation's capital right now. Good morning to you. Dean Lane, we do appreciate you taking us along for your morning ride, topping the local stories we are looking out for you as we ride into this Wednesday together. A man is in critical condition this morning, and a woman recovering from what are defined as minor injuries after a stabbing this week, Tuesday afternoon at Metro Center. A Metro spokesperson says a verbal confrontation on a red line platform ended with a stabbing on Tuesday afternoon just before 3.30. Among the two victims, a man sustained serious injuries when he was stabbed in the stomach, according to our partners at NBC4. The attack resulted in delays for riders at the Metro Center station during rush hour, with Metro Transit police surrounding the area as they searched for the suspect. Annalisa Gale, WTOP News. WTOP at 12.04 Wednesday morning. The district continues to struggle this week to handle thousands of migrants being bussed in from Texas and Arizona. And a bill introduced by D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton would provide the city with 50 million bucks in emergency aid to help out. A day after the Pentagon rejected a D.C. request for the National Guard to help, Congress is being asked for the appropriation for emergency food and shelter for the migrants. The money would be provided to FEMA. On August 5th, Texas Governor Greg Abbott said the state had so far transported 6,500 migrants to the nation's capital since April. The migrant children will be welcomed into the D.C. public school system. School spokesman Enrique Gutierrez says a process is in place and the students will be provided direct enrollment and support. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. WTOP at 12.05. New this morning on WTOP Wednesday, an independent D.C. council candidate is accusing at-large council member Alyssa Silverman of misusing campaign funds, and he's formally asked the Board of Elections to investigate this. Karen Marshall, an independent council at-large candidate, accuses Silverman of breaking campaign finance rules by paying for a poll that he says influenced the Ward 3 Democratic primary. In an email response to WTOP, Silverman says, quote, I'm an at-large council member running for re-election that commissioned polls to help me understand D.C. voter preferences. That's standard procedure. For politicians. Stay tuned. It's 12.06 Wednesday morning. Schools in Prince George's County locally are gearing up to welcome back students next week. But at some schools, teachers are prepping for things you might not expect. Our students are very eager to learn. Here at Templeton Elementary in Bladensburg, most of the 900 or so students are first and second generation immigrants, sometimes refugees. And that means even a fire drill needs extra prep time. Making sure they understand what's going to happen. It's going to be a loud sound. An annoying noise you might take for granted, but for them... And their own experiences may have a very different meaning. Amy Robinson's the interim principal here with about a third of the staff new to the school, teachers are learning one of the first things they have to do is make sure students feel safe before they feel comfortable learning. Student will leave to go to the bathroom and make his way up to check on his younger sibling in kindergarten. John Dome in WTOP News. A former Loudoun County Public Schools teacher who is suing the school board has dropped a legal request for the school system to stop investigating her. The former special education teacher at Rosa Lee Carter Elementary School at Ashburn is suing because she says she was repeatedly groped by a fifth grade student who is developmentally disabled. She further says school administrators ignored or refused to act on her complaints, allowing the touching to continue. The Loudoun Times Mirror reports after the lawsuit was filed, the former teacher's attorney filed a motion in late June for a temporary injunction calling on the school system to stop investigating her. But that injunction request has since been dropped. The woman's attorney this morning not saying why. 
WTOP at 12.07. Marlowe Furniture's Labor Day sale event is our biggest ever, and the best time to buy is now. Find incredible price reductions on thousands of in-stock pieces. Save 55% off. Fashionable Marlowe sofas, $6.99. Trendy reclining sofas, $9.99. Stylish queen storage beds, $12.99. Beautiful dining group, $7.99. Plus fast delivery in 48 months, no interest financing. Bring your style to life at Marlowe. Shop the Labor Day sale event. A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.